Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formally off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Hello and welcome everyone to the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend Sydney. She's also a client, a past client of mine. And I'm so happy that you're here to share your wisdom, your experience, your story. Um, Do you want to go into a little bit about first maybe why you came to see me and then we can kind of work our way backwards? Sure. Um, Hi. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) This is awesome. so yeah, so I came to see Brittany, you, um, when I was probably about like four months postpartum, I think probably around like, yeah, about four months, three, four months postpartum. And I had been um, diagnosed with public organ prolapse and I actually it was like a self-discovery thing. I kind of knew, well, I'm sure we'll touch it. I had like a family history, so I've been aware, but I just didn't think that it would happen to me. Um, Why? Why didn't you think it would happen to you? Because I was 35 and I had <laughs> had one baby and I, you know, I wasn't expecting it to happen until like menopause or something, right? Mm. Because that's typically when we hear about, you know, things changing in women's bodies and, you know, and from like just knowing my mom's experience, her symptoms didn't start until menopause. And my mom had had four kids. We were all ginormous and poor thing had to birth all of us out. Vaginally um, for her? Yes. For everyone. Yes. Wow. All four of us. Uh, one of us with forceps. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, you know, I was just like, I knew this is like a possible possibility for my future, but like just not thinking it would happen to me when it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember it was like three weeks postpartum and I was kind of like, oh, you know, like I think you know, some, like some stitch or something is rubbing from like where I tore. So I was like, I'm going to get a mirror and go down there and check. And so I get my mirror, looked down there and I was like, oh my God, I can see my cervix. And, um, for those of you who don't know what your cervix looks like, I, um, suggest if you go to your gyno doctor, whoever, and they have a speculum in and have a good visibility, ask for a mirror so you can see it. Um, good tip. That happened to me at one of my gyno appointments long, long before this. Um, they were like, hey, do you want to see your cervix? And I was like, yeah. Love that they um, asked. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's not like a question you normally get asked. Um, so yeah. So it's like, and then I also just from my profession and knowing things. And Which is? I am a nurse. I'm a registered nurse, but I am also a new baby family nurse practitioner. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah. So, so you have that knowledge and background a little mm-hmm. bit about the body already and maybe even like the comfortability with looking at your body. So mm-hmm. that's super huge. Yeah. Do you want to let's work backwards now that I started this whole thing already? No, I love it. It's so good. No, I I'm curious now because um you you said that you could like you you thought you could feel a stitch. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it was feeling like, just your body, your your pelvic floor, um, during pregnancy throughout, and then what was like the birth sure. like? Everything. Yeah. Um. So pregnancy, I'd say I probably had like, as things go, a fairly like uneventful pregnancy in like good ways like I was never super nauseous um I anything was just like gassy and bloaty I felt like for it but I was so fearful of like I don't want to get hemorrhoids I don't want to be like constipated so the second I started feeling constipated I was like oh I'm gonna take these stool softeners you know like you know so I was trying to be very proactive I was super active throughout my pregnancy just with my job but then also I was crossfitting like two or three times a week Um, and just being just kind of mindful and it just felt good to move my body. And then around probably like 28 weeks or so. So kind of heading into the third trimester started to feel like a lot of just like pelvic pressure and pelvic, not like pain necessarily. I know some people will say like the lightning crotch and it's like, I guess that's what I had. I had SPD. So symphysis pubis disorder. So for those that don't know, when you're pregnant, your body releases a hormone called relaxin just to kind of get your ligaments and joints loosened up to kind of open your pelvis to birth out baby. Um, and in doing so, like the two, like talking with my hands. I know, right? Um, <laughs> but the two kind of like, um, like the parts of your pelvis um, that kind of like meet right behind like your vulva, right? Or right in your pelvic region. Um, they loosen up too. And those kind of like kind of grind against each other um and so and it kind of throws off um the stability in some ways of the pelvis with certain movements and so that's kind of what I was feeling Mm -hmm. um so I used like a like a belt not a pregnancy belt but like one for it's like an SI belt so I used that to kind of help provide a little bit more stability um and things did feel better if I was like moving and working out it's kind of like when I would stop when I would feel kind of like happiness and I would come home from work and I would throw a nice pack on my vagina and be like oh my gosh this feels so good um yeah so that's kind of like probably that and just me not being comfortable in my body as like a pregnant person which is kind of interesting I suppose um Hmm. I've been the same size since like eighth grade and no you know and i going from just being you and being yourself and what you've almost always looked like and not that I had like an issue with what I looked like but it was like having people always comment on like Mm -hmm. oh you're looking this you're looking that oh this 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 or then people like touching and I'm like you know just like it's kind of like I like I you see this and you hear about it and you know it but then when it happens to you you're like okay like I I just I'm all out of sorts here and the hormones are going all over the place. So you're just like, like put into it almost like a freeze state. Yes. Um, so it's just like, there's so many things going on. And so like, sometimes I joked, I even said to my OB, I was like, I feel like, so he, you know, going to your appointment, he's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I feel like I am the angriest pregnant woman. 
like <laughs> I am just like full of this rage and then like but then I'm fine so yeah. <laughs> it's like not even rage against the baby or no. the pregnancy or anything like that it's like how people are responding to you yeah, but I don't know that it just like affects you and then you're like come on right buddy, like do what you used to do but then it's like okay my body is different like I can't yeah. expect it to be doing the things I did to the extent that I did them you know and you just slowly eventually learn to modify <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Spoken like a true CrossFitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was still, I'm a novice CrossFitter. I'm by no means an expert. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty much like my pregnancy. It was, it was okay. And then I was induced and that was somewhat of an elective decision. Um, Why do you say that? I had, so I had my membranes stripped twice and trying to get labor going. Um, and then I remember at my 39 week appointment, which was when we did the first membrane stripping, um, so for those that don't know what membrane stripping is, um, provider kind of inserts a finger. You have to be about a centimeter dilated, inserts a finger up into the cervix and kind of into your um, uterus and kind of loosens up um, the tissue, kind of trying to disconnect um, mm -hmm. like the placenta and the sac from your, the lining of your uterus just to kind of get things moving. moving. Um, so we tried that 39 weeks and I was like, already then I was just like, listen, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to beat this baby. I'm so done being pregnant. Like I just, come on, it's getting like groundhog day. You're like, is it happening today? Is it happening tonight? What if I wake up in the middle of the night? Like, yeah. You know, and that's like every day. Right. Um, and especially like, I wasn't really having like contractions, at least that I knew of. Um, I never really felt the Braxton Hicks contractions either. So I, they, you know, ask at the appointment, so have you been feeling this? I'm like, oh, no. And I was like, how would I know? And they're like, oh, you would know. <laughs> um, so like, I'm like, but what if I just don't know, you know? Totally. Um, but yeah, and then so went in at 40 weeks. And at this time, you know, I was just like, okay, come on, yeah. come on. And then I was maybe like a little bit more dilated. They did the second membrane strip. And I was just, he's like, you're just, you're ready, huh? And I was like, yeah. And I was just like, I don't. I was three weeks late. I know they don't let people go that late anymore, but I just, was just like, I not? like, why not just wait for the baby a little bit? You know, I, have, uh, I didn't want to wait. And that's also yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 But I was just like, you know what, like, and you know, with age and other things, I was just like, True. there's, you know, everyone has their own risk factors and things that are going on, but I was just like, all right, I'm, you know, for me, it also was like an end in sight. So we mm. got me scheduled for induction induction was kind of like a textbook induction my body progressed and went basically as expected and responded appropriately to everything that was you know different medications that were given and different techniques that were done um and then when it came time I was let's see I went from like having no contractions right so I did they did cervidil twice so kind of trying to soften and thin out the cervix twice um and then I did a balloon dilation where they stick like basically from my my lack of I know there's a specific name for it but basically like a Foley catheter balloon um and then you basically like birth out the balloon and it kind of dilates you from the inside out to help kind of like press down like a baby's head would mm -hmm. and they do it by traction by like taping it to your leg um so they did that and I was like I was walking around I'm bouncing on a ball and then like went to go to the bathroom and I was like oh I, I burnt the balloon out in the toilet so cool oh. that got me to like four <laughs> centimeters um and then 
then I think at that time they finally got me started on like a Pitocin drip to try and like stimulate some contractions and everything and kind of progress labor a little bit. And so I remember I had gone to sleep and it's daylight savings uh, weekend where you mm. get an extra hour because it was in the fall. And um, I remember waking up at like three in the morning and it is the second 3 a.m. <laughs> um, and so at this time, so my induction process started probably at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. And now here we are on Sunday morning at 3 a.m. Mm. And I just went from like having no contractions at all, really, to just being like, oh, my God, like, what is this? Um and uh, they came, they checked me. I was like six and a half centimeters. I was like, oh my God, six and a half. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, it was a part of my birth plan and what I wanted. I wanted an epidural. So um, first we just did like one round of like just IV pain medicine. And I was like, oh my God, I, I did not feel that at all. Like, did you, did something wrong with my IV? Like, you know, and just like, but no, it, it went in. I just like, it was that intense. And everyone... <laughs> this is not to scare anyone. Everyone is different. Um, but yeah, so then they did got the epidural guy in there and he was amazing. Um, and the only time in nursing school I ever threw up was watching a woman, um, who was in labor getting an epidural and two anesthesiologists had to come in and do this woman's epidural because the first one had been like trying to get to the right space and couldn't get it. And it's, it's a, a long needle and yeah. I don't know for some reason I was like having sympathy contractions at the time I don't know totally. what was and I was like I had to excuse myself and go like bark in the bathroom when I saw this so I was very like nervous <laughs> about getting an epidural myself after yeah. like having that experience whatever like 10 years before um <laughs> but he was great talked me through it he's like all right your legs are gonna kind of feel real warm and then it's gonna feel and I was like oh well yeah they do feel warm like but it was great. Like I could still move. I was very mobile, which was kind of nice, which is what I wanted. I didn't want to feel like super confined. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so epidural went in and then, so this is like, you know, three-ish AM and then around six, six thirty, they checked me and I was pretty much good to go, fully dilated, started pushing. Um, and then after a little while of pushing, they were like, okay, like we can see like baby's head, but like your water is still intact. Do you want us to, you know, break your water to try and speed things up? And at this point I'm like, yes, anything, anything, let's go. <laughs> um, so they did that. We had an awesome midwife who was working with me. Um, and oh my gosh, if the beds are like transformers is what my husband said. <laughs> and I know like he was like, I knew he was going to be like an active participant, but I don't think he realized how active of a participant he was going to be. And I mean, like, I was like, I mean, we were doing all kinds of like spinning baby things. Like I was pushing on one side and I'm pushing on the other side and I'm pushing with my knees together and pushing with my knees apart. My husband's like holding what, you know, holding my knees together, holding them apart or like I'm pressing against, you know, his force to try and open up different parts of the pelvis. And then yeah. even like they had like a squat bar in there and like, you know, I'm holding like a towel over it, pulling. Um, so it was a very like active, the most intense yeah, what the heck? workout ever. Um, <laughs> And then, so yeah, after like, like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes or so, I was like, so exhausted. I was like, I, I, please, I need a nap. I need a break. Like, and so they're like, okay, we're giving you like 15 minutes. And luckily they gave me closer to like 30 to 45. Mm. And then they came back and they're like, all right, it's go time. Like baby's got to come out. So I was like, okay. And basically like my, my interpretation or what like I felt was happening is basically like the whole time I was pushing that like. Kyla, my daughter was just like spinning in my badge and just like not like just like kind of spinning in one spot and not like pulling him out and then of course like 
I was like, you know, like, they're like, okay, like, you know, we're in the last stages here coming out. And, um, cause they, you know, I was like, okay, let's, can you call my OB? He said he's here. So he came in and it was amazing. And then the midwife joke, she goes, I'm going to do all this work. And of course he's going to come in and like deliver the baby in 20 minutes. And that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, but it was fine. And then like, I did have a second degree tear. I tore naturally. Um, and so they, they stitched and you know, it was, it was fine. And then, um, you know, had our two nights or night and a half at the hospital. And then we're like, okay, we're, we're ready. We'll go recover at home and just kind of get in our, get in our groove and figure out what's going on. So went home. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then just a lot of vagina ice packs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk more about those like early postpartum days. Like what were you, what were you guys doing? Um, so coming home and then just trying to like get organized and really get things like sorted. And then just also trying to like, you know, taking care of the baby, figure out breastfeeding and all that stuff, um, figure out like patterns. And then also figure out, okay, like I got to take care of me too. Cause I'm also healing. So, you know, every time, every time I get up to change baby diaper or look like my husband gets up, change baby's diaper. Okay. I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to like change out the pad and then do my whole routine of, okay, I'm going to put these tux pads in there. I'm going to put a bunch of like witch hazel to use this like natural herbal spray and then like resituate myself. And it feels like you're sitting in bush. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Cause you're like, you're applying kind of like wet to wet. Um, yeah. So just kind of like, just feel very like bulky mm -hmm. and still kind of like frumpy I don't know sometimes you look at people's like postpartum stuff and I'm like wow like you how do you look like that because I was like I know how like I was looking and I was feeling and like I don't know how you how you do it um it was not my story. I don't think it's I don't think it's the norm <laughs> but it's the it's the thing that gets like popularized right is like all these you know newly postpartum yeah women in their white bikinis and you're like huh <laughs> absolutely not um so yeah so just I just remember feeling just like and then just like you know your your breasts are engorged and then just like milk and spraying milk <laughs> um you know just trying to like just figure out oh my gosh like okay what am I doing how do I keep this tiny person alive how do I keep myself like nurtured and a lot of things like I feel like your body just your natural instincts kick in and take over in some ways. Um, and just, you know, things I didn't know I could do or that my body was supposed to do, it just did. And like things just happen. And I know that's not everyone's story either. A lot of people have really tough times with breastfeeding and latching and other things. Um, but yeah, and I, but I do remember too, like we went, it was like a, maybe like a couple in the first couple of days home, we went on like a family walk just around our our street and our street has one really pretty aggressive hill um two if we were to go out the other way but one really aggressive hill and I remember just like it felt really hard and I was baby wearing because that that's what you do right um so but we also I think had the stroller with us too but I remember carrying her the baby carrier and just like I was like wow like this feels really hard and like you know I feel like I, you know, I've been in good shape. I've been treating, like, you know, I just don't think I understood exactly what my body had just gone through. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, so just kind of felt like heavy. And I guess probably some heaviness in my pelvis, but just kind of like everywhere, it just kind of felt like heavy and just probably exhausted and full of fluid. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and then it was, you know, doing doing okay, kind of keeping up with my vagina ice pack routine, ibuprofen, and then I did encapsulate my placenta. So I did have those placenta pills, which I do think helped in a lot of ways. Um, with like milk supply and maybe just kind of like the the letdown, so to speak, um, from being pregnant into a postpartum moment. Um, but yeah, and then it was then around like the three, four week mark where I started to kind of become more aware of like some sensations besides just mush and mush and wet on wet. Um, and I was like, wow. And then when I took that mirror down there and I saw that, I was just like, oh, like, you know, and I knew exactly what it was right away. I messaged my provider, said, hey, and he knew my family history. I told him, you know, that that was like one of my worries, you know, and, you know, it's, it was something that like, just was in the back of my mind. And I, when I, as soon as I messaged him, I was like, hey, listen, like, this is what's going on. Can I, like, can you write me in for pelvic floor physical therapy? And he was like, you got it. No problem. Um, and then had me, we got figured out my postpartum appointment like a couple weeks away from that um and so it takes a while for like with my insurance for the like pt process to get in there get you scheduled so um i had had my postpartum appointment and like confirmed okay yes like you have a stage two uterine prolapse and maybe like a little bit of like a cystocele so stage one cystocele um you know and at that time like like I don't think I have a rectocele I don't know but everything's still like going on down there um and they did have like a little piece of granulation tissue which is like from my stitches healing which they had fully healed um but some of the tissue had kind of like overgrown and overhealed so they kind of burned off some of the granulation tissue with some silver nitrate so that it burns Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the numbing stuff but it's just like a quick burn and you know I was like okay as long as this is going to kind of like help continue the healing process um but I don't know, like, so six weeks out, and I even think my appointment was closer to eight weeks is what we ended up doing. But um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know how people go back to like exercising and like, hey, cool, you're, you're cleared to have sex. And I'm like, well, that is the last thing on my mind. Um, Preach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and for, hey, if you're one of the people that can jump right into it and that was you, amazing good for you good for you um that was not my str- struggle or that was my struggle I guess in some ways um but yeah and so got into doing the pelvic floor physical therapy and it, he they had told me at my postpartum appointment too like technically yes you're cleared but like do like do according to what your body is telling you what your body's feeling like for me I felt like my body wasn't healed and it wasn't ready and I still felt like things were so so out of place um you know and so the feeling so getting into talking about kind of a little bit more what it feels like so the feeling was like having for like the only way I could explain it because I had friends that were like does it hurt and I was like no like it wasn't painful but it just felt like a soggy tampon coming out or just having like a bulge in your vagina and some people say like it feels like sitting on a ball I don't think I had that 
sensation really it was just like a feeling of like fullness and something falling out of my vagina um so like just extremely uncomfortable makes you very self-conscious and you know when you're just like having this weird feeling it's hard to feel like yourself Mm -hmm. um so definitely got very depressed um you know thinking am I going to be able to work out again am I going to be able to wear a tampon or a cup or something when the time arrives like I can't do my normal activities if I'm wearing a pad like that's just not my lifestyle um and just thinking like oh my god can I have sex what's going to happen like you know, what's, it's going to be so weird. Um, so, so much like just anxiety and things building up in my mind and just like, just sending me into like a spiral. And then I go like, you look online, like Googling things about prolapse. Taking a quick break from our conversation to share with you one of my all time favorite tools, crystal wands and yoni eggs from wands with two A's. If you're wanting to connect to your body, your pleasure, unravel and process your life, these beautifully shaped wands and eggs are going to help you get there. I think of them as an extension of my own hand brought from the earth for my healing rituals that have helped me invite so much goodness into my life. To get yours, head over to the link in the show notes and use the code BEINGBETTER in all caps for 15% off your purchase. And if you're like, okay, I'm in, or you already have tools like these and don't know what to do with them, head over to my Wands and Yoni Eggs 101 courses for a full rundown and guided practice to get you started on developing these special rituals for yourself. And now back to the episode. It's it's a dark rabbit hole. Do not Google. Um, (laughs) But you know, it was just like, you're reading all this stuff and then looking in and like, oh, the only way to do it is like surgeries. And I'm like, oh, but they won't do surgery unless you're done completing your family. And at this point, like, I don't know, I might be done, but I might not be. I don't know. Um, So just totally on a spiral. And then finally get to pelvic floor physical therapy with um, the therapist through my insurance. And I remember like going to the first appointment and I was just like, they do did just some like external kind of like feeling having you like kegel and contract like TA muscles a little bit. Um, and at this time I had also started an online program separate um, that I had heard good things through a girlfriend who had done it a year and a half postpartum that was having like issues with incontinence and stuff like that. And I was just like, Hey, remember you did pelvic floor physical therapy through this, online platform what was it can can you give me the info she gave it and so I had already been like a couple weeks into this by the time I got to see this in-person um physical therapist and so I remember and then I was doing like the exercises at the in-person PT appointment I'm like what I've already been doing like stuff through like this app and I had like told her about like this app and this program and she's like oh I've never heard of it I'm like okay that seems kind of weird because like this seems like your field of work um you know and so um, anyway, so I remember going through the first couple of PT appointments, it was just like going, doing some like exercises, which were, you know, not, not what I thought would be the exercises. And then to me, they weren't really making sense. And like the ones in my app and in that progression made more sense. Um, especially for someone who was as active as I was and 
as I am. Like, so I was like, maybe this public floor PT that I've been seeing, maybe she only sees old ladies. And I remember asking her and like being like, do you see people that are in like their mid thirties, like in this situation? She's like, oh yeah. It's like, okay. Like, you know, but I remember leaving almost every single appointment crying or being so depressed because I felt like it wasn't getting better. I felt like I wasn't being heard. I felt like I was just like doomed. And some of like the things like she said, like, oh yeah, well, you'll probably need surgery. And in my head, I'm also thinking, well, you're not a doctor. Um, You're not a surgeon. And, you know, like this, no, like, I'm not going to take that for my answer. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe like years from now. Sure. But like, I'm not accepting that answer. And that's like, I cannot wrap my head around that right now. And I, again, post-pregnancy hormones, (laughs) but it's like, you know, it's just like, the postpartum depression and like all these things and just like having to take the time to drive there and go for like this like 20 minute appointment and just like go out leaving worse than I felt going in not feeling like I was progressing or you know and a lot of it is like going home and doing your homework too like you go to these appointments and like yeah I get it if you feel like you're not progressing if you're not doing your homework but like I was very, very diligent about doing that. And I'm doing this app. And I was like, maybe I'm doing too much in the app. Maybe I need to step back. Maybe I'm like, you know, doing too much and overloading things. And so I kind of like took a little break from that. And then I'm like, now having the knowledge I have now, thinking of like all the mental stress I was putting on myself too, and how much everything is so interconnected. Um, you know, and like hindsight's always 2020. And could I could I tell Sydney from like a year and two months ago like hey like just power through it buddy like you know I she would have been like oh you're crazy um yeah but I did (laughs) so (laughs) anyway so that leads me to like I had been reading um the fourth trimester from Carrie Ann Johnson and somehow with whatever was in that book got me looking at something and I found myself on your website and I was like like cool and then I had reached out to another friend a mutual friend of ours Mm -hmm. um and I was like hey do you know any like sexual sexological body workers or like you know women's like pelvic health specialists and she's like oh yeah great (laughs) and I was like oh cool like that's the website that somehow I got to after like reading this book oh my gosh Um, Anyhow, so end up like contacting you. I think Amy had sent us a message together and um oh my god, I remember so going to my first appointment with you and having your evaluation and like you know internal evaluation, external like movement, breath, like how are you feeling? And just like, you know, even just like breaking up some adhesions and even just like sitting there being with me in my space, listening to my story. Um, you know, just like really, like I said, holding that space for me and just being there and just, I remember, and then even like some like fascia breakup on like my like (laughs) skin rolling. Oh my God. It felt amazing. And I just remember going home after that first appointment and I was just like, I feel 
so good. I feel so hopeful. I physically feel better um, after just one session. And it's, maybe some people are going to be like, no way. I don't believe it. But like, yes, way. Um, <laughs> and just like mentally, though, too, just like lifted and just finally feeling like I connected to someone. I, someone gets me. They hear my story. They're hearing my goals, my life and like what I do and what I want to do. And she's going to get me there. And you did. Um, <laughs> well, you did. We did it. We did it together. But yeah, thank you for sharing all that. You presenced so many amazing things. And I, oh my gosh, you, so something I remembered about you specifically over the years is like, you were someone who had searched out and did all of your research and was doing as much as you possibly could for yourself. And I want to acknowledge you for that too, because you were, you've been the only client I think I've ever had come in and be like, oh yeah, I know what hypopressive breathing is. I've been doing it. And I was just like, okay, well, we're going to up it a little bit. Mm. And that was literally the biggest tweak that we did that I think made the hugest impact Mm -hmm. on your pelvic floor. Yeah. And the, and the prolapse and everything, but okay. Epic. So yeah. How is it feeling now? Or like, is there anything that you've taken away from that time? Like where we did work together, which we didn't even work together for that long, which was pretty incredible. Do you want to share a little bit from your side? Um, I think just like, again, like doing your homework, right. So going home, just being diligent about like, okay, I'm doing these hypopressive exercises or doing these body breathing and like you know working these things but also just like I think just like you know really just like it was such like nice to sit down and have someone to talk to who like could like help me (laughs) you know and then at that time too I had followed up with my OB because he wanted to see me back to see how I was doing and also like having your reassurance from your evaluation and be like, things are moving really good. And yeah, it's, things are moving out of the way. And I remember like, you know, talking with my OB and he's like, yeah, no, like I am amazed at your progress. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're basically back up to like a stage zero for the uterine prolapse. Like it's back to where it was pre-pregnancy. And he's like, whatever you did, like keep doing it or, you know, you know what to do. So like, if you were to go for a second child, like he goes, I have no reason not to believe that you couldn't do this again and get yourself back up to this again. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, that made me feel super hopeful. And I think there is, while there is the physical element to like anything in your body really, but like prolapse specifically, I think there's such a huge mental component that goes with it too. Um, so I think just starting to become like lifted out of my physical funk, but also like my mental funk started to slowly <laughs> progressing it better. And then basically, um, I went back to work, um, probably like a couple weeks after I saw you, I think. Yeah. Um, so going back to work, being on my feet all day, um, you know, moving around heavy patients and heavy equipment. Um, it's a, it's a demanding to be a nurse. I just want to almost like have people picture this, right? Like if you feel like even being on a walk and having the baby on you at one point feeling like, oof, things don't feel right down there and it feels heavy and, um, like a lot of pressure, the falling out feeling to then, you know, the goal being let's get you back on your feet for long shifts, right? 16 mm-hmm. hours. How long um, are they? 
12 and a half. Okay. I'm like 16 um, is long. You're like including like the door to door. It ends up being like a 14 hour day just with like, yeah. you know, driving, getting like yes. home and all that stuff. So yeah. typical day, I usually leave my house around like 6, 6.15 and I get home around 8.30. See, that's a, that's a long day uh, <laughs> being on your feet or at least being active, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then within that time frame where you're working with patients, yeah, some of them are a little heavier and some of them are some of the things you're moving is like heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. And so it's like on top of just being on your feet in general and not just having like a 10 pound baby on you, you've got all this other stuff to figure out. I remember that being one of our goals, right? Was mm-hmm. let's just incrementally, incrementally move you up in the amount of time that you're even spending on your feet. And then having a way to manage it if we like overdid it one day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 And I still, even now, so if I ever feel any like kind of like sensation of heaviness. So we were talking about this when I arrived, kind of like, how are things feeling? How's it going <laughs> down there? Um, And I was like, oh, you know, I like if I like ovulation phase right now. And I've noticed that like when I'm around my ovulation phase and when I'm like a couple of days before my period, I tend to feel a little symptomatic. Now, you can with a prolapse it's kind of like this whole like thing and it's like I feel like it's just a black box that not everyone totally gets and there's so much like gray where you can you can have not have a grade right so you can be like a grade zero but you can still have symptoms mm-hmm. um and you can be like a grade two and have no symptoms um and everyone's different and their sensitivities and bodies are different Um, and there's different ways of like measuring and scoring and all this stuff. So, but even though, so my uterus is back up where it's normal, cool. I still have a little bit of a cystocele or like an anterior wall, like prolapse where my bladder kind of leans in a little bit. Um, and so as my OB boy, he goes, the baby spent a lot of time in there coming out and that's just where you stretch the most mm. you know and but with exercise and doing different pelvic floor techniques um and strengthening and release which is also important um just kind of being able to kind of control and manipulate things and the hypopressive breathing is still one thing when I kind of have like these periods where I feel more symptomatic mm-hmm. knowing like okay I can just like in a couple of positions do some hypopressive breathing and then like things kind of feel better and I'm like oh um like magic that that technique is so magic (laughs) yeah and just learning pressure management so with my job with moving heavy things and people and like pulling things and pushing things just knowing okay I'm going to take a breath in going to kind of breathe everything down and then I'm going to brace and I'm going to brace properly and I'm going to make sure I'm not bracing down into my pelvic floor but I'm going to kind of like brace and lace up to kind of like support and lift out so like even like heavy doors like some of the doors are like airlocked because there's these like smoke vacuum can you know for like fire safety some are really heavy um and so just like Sometimes before opening a heavy door, I'm like, okay, all right, are we braced? Because otherwise we're going to like be a mess. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, that's super important. I feel like some people don't maybe realize that prolapse, like disc herniations, hernias in general, hemorrhoids, um, and hernias can be like around your abdominal wall, but they could also be around like your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And technically it's like all of these are hernias. They're all mismanaged pressurized thing. So I love that you mentioned bracing and 
I like that visual too, of like lacing up almost like you're lacing some shoes, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to like start up high and tighten up. And then all that pressure is going to be like going down into your foot. Like, no, you want to like lace closer to your feet. So basically at the root first and then kind of pull up and in. And I, yeah, I think that's a really important thing. Also just from that symptomatic to like grades or what you might see on an x-ray or not an x-ray, but uh, an MRI or something like that, where people, people might have the, um, the alignment in this way, um, where maybe there is like a visible herniation, there is a visible prolapse, but like, yeah, they might not be symptomatic at all and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate you like highlighting that. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah, you've come a long way. Yes. So how far postpartum are you right now? I am 19 months postpartum this week. Hey, congrats. Yeah. (laughs) 19 months. Yeah. That's so wild. Are you back to crossfitting any other activities that you're maybe, yeah, coming back to? Um, so I've been crazy with school the past like couple of months, um, with like clinical rotations and studying and working and being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been nuts. I could not have done it without my family and their support mm-hmm. and my husband. Um, but yeah, so that's been nuts. So I haven't had as much time as I would like for myself to working out, but have I dropped in several CrossFit classes? Absolutely. When I can, mm-hmm. um, I used to run a lot. I remember, the, but I'm thinking the last time I ran and went for a run was when I was six months pregnant. And so wow. I'm like almost coming up on like a two year mark of being six months pregnant in a couple of months from now. And I'm like, wow, like I have like, I haven't really gone on a run run. Um, so that's kind of like, have I run? Yes. Um, not just like sprints after my daughter, but like <laughs> sometimes we've been on walks and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to see if I can just run hundred feet and feel okay. And I'll run it. I'm like, Oh, cool. Cool. I feel okay. Uh, or even like running in some CrossFit workouts too. So like, okay, going to run, you know, 200 meters or whatever. It's like, cool. Like I can do this. Yeah. Um, so one of my goals is hopefully in the next like month or so is to just be like, Hey, I'm going for a run and it doesn't have to be the farthest run. It doesn't have to be the fastest run, but Hey, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for a run. I'm just going to see how I feel. Yeah. And just kind of listen to my body and see how we do. But I'm confident and now knowing I have like tools and hey, like if for some reason I'm experiencing any like heaviness or pressure, like, okay, what what can I do to help balance this out? What can I do to manage it? And am I doing something different in my technique? Do I have to modify how I'm running? Am I running incorrectly for like the you know proper energy transfer? Mm-hmm. Um or am I breathing in a way or doing something that's putting extra pressure down? How can I lift out? Right. Uh, so, yeah. So just, I think knowing I have the tools and just what I know, and then just having the resources Absolutely. where I can be like, Hey, Brittany, you know, I tried to go for that run. We were talking about them. Things are feeling real funky. Like help me totally. out, you know? So just knowing that I have, I have, you know, my toolbox. You absolutely have your toolbox. I actually just started running again. I'm, I don't consider myself a runner, but, but I'm like, Ooh, I want to, I want to be able to at least run like three miles and not really have a problem, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, yes, I, I have support for you. If, should you ever need it? Absolutely. If you ever want to run together, maybe go for a yog. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yes. If you ever want to yog up in Carlsbad, I know 
yeah, there are quite a few great run clubs mm -hmm. and, you know, depending on the distance that you're looking to do or like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for elevation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's some nice, easy ones that we can do together. And that's for sure. I like that. <laughs> goals hashtag goals for next year Absolutely. or not even next year like towards the end of this year yeah. maybe yeah that'd be perfect yeah. well okay so is there anything else that you'd like to share maybe for someone who maybe they're actually like worried to look for themselves or worried to actually go see and face a pelvic pt um and actually start working on making their body feel a little bit better, a little mm -hmm. more functional. Like what if someone is early postpartum days and they kind of have this inkling that something's going on um, prolapse wise, but maybe they don't have the the time or uh, like motherhood's just a lot mm -hmm. right? in no. those postpartum stages. What, what encouraging words do you have? Absolutely. For them? Um, well, I have to say like, don't, don't be afraid to look um, because kind of like, looking to me is knowledge in some way and knowledge is power but i'd say also like look look now like regardless if you have symptoms or not like look now get to know what your normal is know where things are because like had i not known what i looked like down there like and granted you know when you're pregnant i remember people always being like oh i can't see my feet i can't reach till i see my feet i was like i don't give a shit about my feet i want to see my vagina again um and then when I did, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but just like, know, know your normal, know, know what's your normal and know what you look like and know, know yourself. Um, and then that way you can be in tune. So when something doesn't feel right or isn't looking right, or you're like, oh, like maybe I should get this looked at. Like, you know, so you can, you know, and I mean, oh my God, I, our clubs like should I take pictures like oh <laughs> yes yes if okay so yes I would take pictures and maybe if you're brave enough save some videos yeah. and watch yourself do your kegel watch yourself relax watch yourself push down bear down mm -hmm. I like I mean I know there are secret ways to hide your hide your photos hide your videos so it they're not is. just like straight yeah. up in your camera roll but I think that's the perfect piece of advice yeah but I had to say so also there's some awesome like prolapse communities and resources that I've found through the gram. Um, man, that algorithm, it can be a blessing and a curse, but um, it really brought me to some other great resources and in touch with some other like young moms who were going through like the same thing or similar to what I was. Um, so kind of like building that community, there's some really great communities out there. Um, and one of them actually does have, you have to be like a member um and a participating member of it but they do actually have like a prolapse picture gallery where people mm -hmm. kind of anonymous anonymously submit photos of different stages of like their prolapses and stuff so mm -hmm. um there's that because I feel like if you just google photos you don't really get you don't know what you're looking you know, at yeah, you don't know what you're looking at and you, a lot of them are just diagrams and you're like wait right. but I'm gonna see like this on an actual like human and then you go look at it and you're like oh and then that's that's not it. right that's um, not helpful like it's, yeah. it's more helpful right to hear like the story and hear like what this person was doing and what they're doing now yeah. and how it's progressing exactly yeah um so yeah but so don't be afraid to look um you know know your normal look now um and then look later um and then what was what was the other half <laughs> well any more encouraging words um 
I think too, just like, don't, don't be discouraged and don't give up. And for like being, you know, this, the first step to getting better is getting help. Mm -hmm. Um, and just knowing that there are resources out there, there are people that can help you. And, you know, it might take you a while to find your pelvic floor physical therapist. That's your fit. Um, don't be afraid to shop around and, you know, your health is of the utmost importance to yourself, um, and life. So just like, think of it as an investment in your health. I know sometimes you're like, Oh, funds are tight. This is rough, but you know, you can't, you can't prioritize anyone else unless you prioritize yourself first. Um, so really just making that investment and then taking, you know, doing your homework when they give you something, do your homework and, you know, videos, pictures, whatever you can do, but don't be afraid to reach out and, you know, always like, you don't have to take the first answer you're given. And, you know, like the, my first experience, I was, you know, this, like, I didn't take no for an answer. And I was like, this is not what this is supposed to be. Like, this is not like advocate for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So advocate, do your research find people that jive with you um, and that get you and that have that connection with you. And you should not leave feeling worse from your appointments. You should leave, you know, feeling better and hopeful and just having support above anything else. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your story, your juicy wisdom and yeah, I'm like so looking forward to seeing you like keep progressing in your postpartum and just being the best mom you can be, being the best nurse you can be, all the things. Thank you. Thank I you. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I got you anytime you need. Thank you. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health no matter what stage in life you're in. I'd be honored to support you along your journey.